brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we're effing back. Welcome to To Be Continued and a fanboy podcast. We're covering our fanboy passions, but you may not learn anything but sticking around. Have fun. What? <laughs> wow, you haven't done this in years. Wow, he's he is rusty. He's so rusty. you're really rusty. You want to do that again? <laughs> Who are you? It's it's a well, and we're back. Welcome to To Be Continued Fanboy sorry, Passions. Covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. Here, go again. Take two. Take two. And we're effing back. Welcome to <laughs> To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but you stick around, you may have some fun. There we go. That's uh, that's Mascot Clark. Yeah. Yeah. The, guy, <laughs> the, guy's, the guy's 14 and he thinks he can uh, throw F-bombs left and right. <laughs> This is To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Miguel Alejandro Velez. And I'm Edward Ng, his dad. Not, <laughs> and, not his dad, but his dad. <laughs> and uh, coming to you from the beautiful Pancake Studios, provided by one, Jonathan Vergara. Thank Jonathan you. Vergara, the producer. Multimedia the extraordinaire. Guru, man yeah. about town, world traveler. He, that, that's true. He has N- been traveling. N64 enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been now. Right now, he's uh, you know obviously Pancake Studios is a multimedia center. Yeah, center. So, so he's he's doing you know, his best to show us off on Twitch and various other platforms and show what the capability addressing are your audio needs, your video needs, your whatever whatever you need. Wow, we're just performing a reach around nice. here right now. Aren't yeah, we? Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, Ed's like you don't know how how deep into hawk we are, Ed. <laughs> you don't know how deep into hawk we are right now, Miguel. This guy, you have got. I've, I've mortgaged my house, <laughs> which reminds me, like, uh, what was it like? Was it three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Uh, I was like, uh, you know, like I've been so busy because uh, you know, if you from our from our last show, my father passed away back in February. I've been so busy. And then I've just not been following up on our emails. Well, he's been, like, well you've been you've been living a sitcom that I like to call "Here Are the Ings" now. Oh, here, <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, what's this? TBC, the website is down. <laughs> right, we had, this is we not had, cool. We had a scare, we had a scare of our, our, our there for a little bit, but otherwise things have been. Go, Daddy, renew things, your things. Things have been very calm, right? There's nothing like I'm calm. <laughs> Let me like, explain to you what calm is. Young I know, man. I know. You know, there's very little that could possibly set me off in this world. When the Borg, right? Nothing, nothing could set me off, Ed. What, what, what is that you're doing? You're doing a mild impression. When the Borg, I don't recognize who that is. Who have who, infiltrated? Ed, Ed, who, who, what, 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 what are, what are you doing? Who, who is that character? Well, of course, I'm Admiral Jean Luc Picard. Picard, <laughs> Picard, Ed. Did you just mention Picard? I have to know. Did I, I did I didn't catch it. Would you repeat it? Yes, that's right, young man. I'm who, Admiral who, Jean who? Luc Picard. Picard <laughs> I I I please We had no rehearsal with this. Any, no, none whatsoever. Any any listener, I'm forgive me what I just did here ear ear ears uh, twice there. I am sure you there's a little ringing going on. But um when Ed picked me up this morning, we had a little conversation about the Jean- latest episode of Picard, which Picard, <laughs> that's my bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, so the latest episode was the episode um, from last night, which was called Vox. Yeah. 
and it's the most retro of retro. You yourself described it as what? I called it the most Galaxy Quest. If Galaxy Quest had a sequel, this would be it. It would be this episode. It would be this episode. All the things that they touched upon. Now, spoilers, whatever, anyone who's seen it, I'm not going to pretend that I don't have any deep antipathy towards this show from the get-go. And look, I don't care about a lot of the strum and drang that's out there among fanboys about a lot of projects. Get ready to be slapped, Miguel. Just wait, just wait. (laughs) You know, where, um, you know, there's a lot of, frankly, weirdly politically motivated attacks on whatever product is out there, okay? And there are also very good criticisms to be leveled at a lot of different franchises right now and what they're doing in regards to either overall quality, things that might, in fact, yes, be offensive to the fans. There's There's legitimate stuff to be talking about. In the case of Picard, there is no, it's gone to the dogs because of SGW, whatever. It's just crap. And it's been crap from the beginning. And it is, there is a part of me that has that. I'm always, I always, you know, hypocritically, Ed, hypocritically fine, calling out fanboys and and their nonsense and and things that, you know, where they get their hackles up. Because at the end of the day, this is just entertainment. I also know that this stuff can and does evoke those responses because it's these things that we hold so close to our hearts. A lot of the stuff from when we were kids, right? So is Ed getting ready to slap me? I think he, I feel like he's, I feel like he's moving up. He's, he's warming up. He's, he's putting he's spit. He's, he's got the, he's, he's like the pimp hand. Well, there's a reason, strong. there's a reason why. Right. I'm gonna so, slap you, so look, all of these things are designed to, you know, push certain buttons. A lot of franchises right now, you know, they're coasting on nostalgia, or at least if you don't want to say coast, then a lot of the fuel for the creative endeavor is, hey, we're going to tap into nostalgia. Some, it can be good, it can be bad. The thing with Picard that sets me off is because TNG is so dear to my heart, I'm just, I'm devastated to a degree, you know, you know, and I hate using words like that, but it is, it's like, this could be so good. These actors are all in the prime and the real, you know, sin of it all is there really are some brilliant moments in the three seasons we've got to prepare with some character interactions or just a little insight. Just like, oh, here are these characters in an older age. Here's a fun But a scene. drop in the bucket. Uh, overall overall, to the qual- yeah, overall right. quality. Yeah. yeah. They, like, and... So we get to this episode and I had spoilers where I do you, I can't even tell you what this season is about because it's been again, just this long drawn out mess with these unlikable newer characters like Jack Crusher and a plot, which seems to only be, Hey, let's check off some TNG era Trek characters, have them show up and then have them die. Like they literally like Rolaren dead, Tuvok dead. Oh, by the way, this episode has commander Shelby now an admiral that we meet for two seconds and then she dies okay I can't tell you what the big you know thrust of this season has been because it's just been a cliched mess but this episode had this moment where it's like okay uh, Borg are coming back I guess they've been working with the change well it's not just that the Borg have teamed up with with, the changelings changelings. from the Dominion yeah and they've got this whole big, you know, and it was the ultimate. It was the ultimate o- revenge, overly intricate plot. Mm. But it comes down to, oh hey, the fleet of the Starfleet of the Federation has been seized by the Borg, 
Um, they've converted secretly a whole generation of Starfleet officers into their Borb foot soldiers, and only Picard and the crew of the Enterprise D are left. And oh hey, Jordy's got a surprise for us because he bring Jordy is now. It's like the Marvel uh, Skrill. Just hear me out here, okay? So, Jordy's got a surprise. Jordy, who is uh, who yeah. runs the Fleet Museum, right? Where so, they keep, so all, they keep the, all of well, the old, where they keep ships. the old. It's like it's like as if uh, someone was running the Intrepid here, or, in New York or, or City. the Smithsonian. Like or he's the Smithsonian. head, of, he's head of the Starfleet Smithsonian, where they yeah. keep all the like. So Voyager's there. Yeah. The Defiant from DS Nine is there. But of course, Ed, Commodore. Of, wait, wait. Of course, Ed, it would be impossible for the USS Enterprise D. Galaxy class starship to be there because, as we know, that ship was destroyed in uh, Star Trek Generations where Captain Kirk died, uh, where it crashed on Viridian 3. The star drive exploded, and the saucer section, of course, had the great big uh, crash. Jordy being the crafty Commodore that he is, just couldn't let it go. And he tells us, Hey, we're going to need a ship that is older. Analog. Can, analog, they use the word why? analog. Why? That makes no sense. But, okay, <laughs> literally, uh, how yes, can it be? Analog. Your, your, your chief of operations was an android, Jordy. <laughs> there was nothing analog about By the ship. By the way, okay. he, who is analog at this point? Right. It's a whole other, I don't want to get you know. into it. So, he's like, hey, we need an older ship that's not going to be, like, hackable from the Borg. And, like, lo and behold, here it is. Enterprise D with, again, this BS of, like, hey, I picked her up off of Viridian because of the Prime Directive. The nacelles were donated by such and such. And I've been re, you know, I've been retooling it for, like, 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 a, like a retired dad <laughs> who picked up a sports car. Like that's like, what they do. Like when Jordy's two daughters are like, "What's Dad doing this weekend?" Oh, he's working on the warp core of the Enterprise D in the garage. So okay, I guess we're doing this. Like it's like <laughs> we're doing this. Yes, we're doing this. He reactivates this Enterprise D. For, you know, this and it was like, and this is the part where I say feels so much like if Galaxy Quest had a sequel, right? Now at the end of Galaxy Quest, uh. You know, they the, bring the crew out for they, a whole big like. Right. So you know, it's bow, like, uh, and we get to see the recreation of their ship from their TV. Literally, show, and they there flick a switch. Except you know, it's like computer lights, and there they are on the deck of the Enterprise D. Right, you know, music soaring, and everyone's getting choked up. You know, the 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 um. The readouts come up on all the screens, and it's you know you know, we we wouldn't have Windows without TNG, and I swear to God, Ed, I'm telling you, and I said you know maybe 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 this is just the lack of sleep because I, I work overnight, <laughs> so maybe it's because I was watching this at like four thirty five o'clock in the morning, but I started to cry, I started to weep manly tears. No, don't, no, Ed, don't, don't, <laughs> don't attack me. I. <laughs> He literally just slapped me. I hope we got the sound on that. <laughs> so I'm tearing up and Eddie's like, he's angry at me. Yeah, you simp. You simp you. You, you yeah, are here, the, here's the thing. Here, You've been absorbed. You, you can slap me later because right. for me it was, look, look, I'm less apologetic because from the get-go I was, I'm, yeah, I'm easier compared yes. to you in temper, in, in like in, in, in our in our temperament, speaking, right? You know, um, I enjoy the nostalgia of it. Right. Like the whole entire time I was like, I was like, 
And like, that's what I'm saying. I have that vulnerability too. I am one of the fans. I'm a guy like, in his just 40s like you. who, who yeah, yeah. Jack Crusher means nothing Rafi, to you. These other ancillary characters but, mean nothing to me. But whatsoever. seeing Riker and Picard on the bridge together, and it is the like they Go listen they to our last episode, it. folks. I was like, I love this team up. Right. I want to see more. But, of but, but I'm crying, and then that's like I'm like, this is exactly what they want. This is the manipulation of this nostalgia. <laughs> can't give the terrorists what, what they exactly. Want. <laughs> God damn it! If I give in now, look, look, look. We all, we all, we all think that we're going to. We all believe that you either die, Patrick Swayze, or you live to see yourself be Ben Gazzara. You know that that's he, the truth. We'll talk he, about that at some this. other time. At some other time. So he, <laughs> we get to. <laughs> This point where I think in the culture where I do think that there's something there's something bad about that. There's just so much of both our economy and our culture that is dependent now on this well, manipulation of nostalgia that in context. I mean, like, here's the thing. If this had been a good story, I would let that pass. But this is obviously just there to like they yeah. know how bad they they shat the bed in season two of Picard that they were like, we have to bring context, everyone back. Also, it's and like, hell, we're, we're even going to get them on the bridge of the enterprise. D. We're, we're dudes in our forties. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 50 at some point, you know, I'm pushing 50. We, we all will. Hopefully. And, and it's like, and we're talking about this stuff and right. it's really, but like you said, because we're very attached to these, to, to, to the TNG Picard, those characters. It's not just to me that, it's a nostalgia thing of like, oh, this was a thing that was on when you were a kid. It is still also deeply hooked into the fact that I was a teenager. It's not even kid. I was a teenager. We identified with these. And this was like so aspirational. It was, mark it's, of- it was aspirational for the world. We wanted to live. Hopefully we're like, yes, we're going to get there one day that we were naive enough in the 90s to be like, yeah. As long as we, as long as we keep going as kind of like a steady pace, there is this inex, inex, in, inexorable like push into that kind of future. If you were, if you had grown up in the late eighties um, uh, and you were an outcast, uh, or you were deemed socially just a little bit different because you weren't into sports, you weren't into. I don't know, rock and roll, right? right or, 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 I'm into Or you had now. both. You know, regardless, it was Trek is a TNG touchstone more than so anything much. was the mark of of like, no, this is me. Of the beast. You know? Look like, well, it was this is me. Like, look, I I I fully I, automated gay space communism, brother man. I made my own. Listen, I was a teen I was a young teenager and I made my own like communicator badge, right? Right, right. And it was just one of those things where you're like, and, you and, felt, and again, you this felt... was a show that had was on such a high for so long. Even I will say that season seven of TNG is not the great greatest of shakes, but it was so good for so long, launched so many ideas, so many things. And you know, then you have Patrick Stewart where the show is Picard and as I was saying when we were walking in, like it this is gonna be a really sad asterisk. To everything else, people, it's going to be, oh yeah, we got to remember that they did do like this three season Picard crap, and it wasn't very good. And the last season, they you know they pulled do out you, of the stop with TNG. Do you think and, this is the death of Star Trek? No, no, I think it's more healthy than it's ever been. But this is a crappy show. They've have they have wait, wait, a wait, number wait, of shows. Why would you why would you ask that question? Anson Mounts is just around the corner. Right, Star Strange New World season two is coming, and, and everyone is, is excited for that. Right, you know, um, Discovery is winding down, but you've got. Why do I? What do I? What? 
Why was Picard created? I because I think they wanted to tap into the TNG fan base. Yeah. I think they were like, can we get? Can we squeeze? What can we squeeze out of Patrick? And Clark? if you think about Patrick it, Patrick Stewart was- is still very spry. And you know when I think when this show, it might have been timing too. When the show was originally conceived, you know he's coming off a of Logan. Also, Remember, and it's like, it's, oh, he's still, oh, he still got it. He can still command the, you know, the pre-COVID. The, the, you know? It was in development, right? It came then, out during COVID. And then, you know, he's an old guy and you can go downhill fast. And I think he lost a lot of steps without a doubt. But then that's still on the producers for knowing that they got, we got to compensate. And they compensated in all the wrong ways. And above all, the writing. Like, you, now, even me, in season one, you had younger characters that could have picked up the slack, but they never developed a good... Ed, the I, I, really- I, just want, I just want to point something out, Ed. Ed, remember the Vulcan ninja guy that was like Picard's like, oh, he's like the son I never had. Oh, Ed, what, what ship was he serving on? The Vulcan ninja guy. The Excelsior, Ed. What ship got destroyed <laughs> in the last episode of Picard? The Excelsior. Oh my! And no, he didn't. He had no reaction, as though the whole previous season never, <laughs> never occurred. This is the the anger part comes from me too. For is twofold. It is an anger over my own vulnerability to like them. Like, oh my God, yeah, they're manipulating me. Go? But also, be allowed to be manipulated. right on top of that, it is that. Oh, you're this drawing. Is a you're terrible, drawing the short straws, it's a man. Terrible Wesley. To all the, of this, look the whole idea of just like the way. Wesley is just mentioned and be and this and it's reminds like, and it's, me and it's like and it's Jack like, Crusher. Do you know what like, Jack Crusher is, Ed? Do you know what Jack Crusher is? He's he's Azrael. Remember when Batman chose Azrael to be like his well, successor, look, look. and everyone's like, "Wait a minute, how are we basing any of this on this character that comes out of nowhere and not just use Dick Grayson, who was Robin and the Nightwing, and just make him Batman?" M- Miguel and I, and we, this got, is we got what we out have of with the, Jack Crusher. We got out of the car, and the first thing that I was, I, you know, we, we we tried to 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 see if we can, uh, like, just sort of scratch our scratch our heads and see how do we address this uh, in this in today's ep- today's uh, podcast show. Um, and I'm like, Wesley Crusher, the moment that when Beverly says, and I've lost Wesley. It's like, we what all, does that mean? We all saw the deleted I scene. Don't know. Yeah, we saw the deleted scenes. <laughs> he was in the white he uniform. Was the wed- he was at the wedding. At and, I, wedding. and that's when I said, imagine you can get to whatever point they want to in this story. But just imagine if instead of it being like, okay, here's this guy, Jack Crusher, this cliche Edge Lord with a heart of gold nonsense character. And if it had been Wesley instead, and we were talking thinking about like Wesley is at stake in the story, at least it would that have would some been, resonance. Yeah. We've gone too long. We've talked too long about Picard already. That's how that is how like angry I am, uh, you know, on on multiple levels about like this is it's trading in the cheapest of like and I don't nostalgia know that works. You want to talk about, but writing. it's in the service of something that is just Neil, incredibly. Neil Gaiman stuff, has his, Neil Gaiman has his hands on, on this, right? Does he? Okay. Yeah, he's an executive producer. Is he? Okay, I didn't, right? I didn't know. And uh, well, especially with the first I'm, one, I've been bothered. But at this point, it's like, uh, well, you know, I'll I'll take executive producer uh, Jonathan. You're also an EP. Marina, you're also and, you know, going, and, and you know going Levar. towards going towards what you said, John, about the health of Star Trek. I still think that 
as long as Shrek the, is as, healthy, as is, long as those characters come out of Picard alive, and I don't, we don't know. How do we know that this? They're the, the, the we've got to stop the board. We got to ram the ship one last time, and now we really are dead. Okay, aren't you afraid that this show? Sorry, actually, this is a good question. Out of all the Trek characters, you couldn't kill off Garrett uh, Wang. Aren't you afraid that this show? <laughs> Is for you guys in particular, and that it doesn't matter if they live or die because they're just going to forget about all of them moving forward. I, this is my, I was about to say, no, this is, I was about to tell you that I honestly, as I said, unless all those characters die, you could easily still, there's still viability. That's how, that's what's, Trek and that crew, still viable. You want to do that that Riker and, and Troy and their daughter show regardless? I do that. You want to do Worf as a badass Klingon older warrior in on some mission and training new Klingons do that. You want to do the, you know, seven of nine as, as, as a new captain with some computer, other, do ens- that computer and and simulation. All right. Boy, no one really liked that storyline. Right. Deanna. <laughs> Deanna. Yeah. Do you think that, uh, we should tell, uh, Admiral Picard about this, sim- the outcome of the simulation? No, I, I don't no. think any of this is useful. Barkley, uh, <laughs> just, just keep giving Barkley's meds. <laughs> okay. Like it is just a shame that it is doubly both, Running on the fuel of nostalgia, but unearned because it is just so poorly done. And that's all I got to say with that. When we come back from this break, we'll be talking with the king of Star Wars about but all I'm that down at, again. At all that happened at <laughs> Celebration, uh, the Ahsoka trailer, uh, the Star Wars timeline, the return of Rey, and a little bit of this season of The Mandalorian in the last episode. Moment of silence for Paz Vizsla. To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast was also sponsored by Pancake Studios. You know, To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast, we were born here at Pancake Studios, and for the past five years, we have called this place home. Pancake Studios has come a long way from offering just audio services. They now offer Dolby Atmos and surround sound mixing, video recording, production and engineering, a full range of photography servers, and sound design. It is your one-stop shop media production services. Go to pancakestudios.net. All right, and we are back. And uh, as I said, we are going to be... Wait, wait, I feel a presence. A presence I've not felt in a long time. Is this... My force powers are telling me that... are, Are we in contact with... Jeremy Martin, the king of Star Wars? I am here. <laughs> it's worked. I, I I told you these Jedi stones were worth the money I paid for, Ed. It's Jedi stones. <laughs> Careful with that. You paid Careful You paid for that. Jedi stones? Well, there was this guy. Was it a dark alley? <laughs> this guy. This Chinese guy. Yes. This blind Chinese guy. <laughs> Yes, he is. He, now, now here's the thing. He says that he got them after Order 66. It's like a bear paw thing with kidneys or something. Like when he means stones, he meant like he meant kidney stones. He meant Jedi kidney stones. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was down at the little corner shop. <laughs> you, I, I hear. Now, tell me, uh, 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 King of Star Wars, uh, Jeremy Martin, um, do you do you crush the kidney stones and put them in like a drink? How, do, how does that work? <laughs> it's like a boner pill, right? You can level with it. It's me. like eugenics. <laughs> Star Wars eugenics. I use my muscles to crush them into powder <laughs> and then just reabsorb them. 
Ah, I see. I see. Well, welcome back to the show. Give you that. Well, welcome back a to the show. Joke in there somewhere. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Um, that's, that's how Mr. you. Martin. That's how you know that Jeremy died and is part of the force. He's still doing Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> yeah, come on, it's Chuck Norris. <laughs> so, uh, why do we have the King of Star Wars here? You know, beamed across the galaxy because we're here to talk about. Because he's angry about. Uh... No, I'm the one who's angry. <laughs> we, we're we're here we're here about. Uh, the big Star Wars celebration had yeah. lots, um, lots of things which dropped, dropped on me. I didn't even remember. And then it's like, oh, hey, there's an Ahsoka trailer that's dropped. And it's like, oh, well, right, the funny thing is, um, I know that uh, there there was some footage of like some fans who are all dressed in uh, Andor, in prison, Andor garb. prison garb. Did you see that, Jeremy? Yeah, that was awesome. That and was Miguel awesome. was like, Miguel was like, you know. Good, clean fun, baby. Good, <laughs> clean like, fun. <laughs> My God. We don't know how clean it was, but it was fun. <laughs> well, they, they did, you know, because they're, they, they, they didn't have shoes, so it had to be really clean. <laughs> Gross. And let me tell you, the, the, I, I, I loved it because of the sense of humor. There were a couple of Mando prisoners. <laughs> There, there was, there were guys nice. with like life jackets and like <laughs> life buoys and stuff. Um, there were like guys in Wookiee cosplay, other aliens. Well, they've since replaced the, uh, the, the Bespin uh, citizens who are carrying the rice cooker. Exactly. With, with the, yeah, with these. and what know. a great easy cosplay. I know, right? It's, it's a great like easy that. cosplay. <laughs> um, so celebration. This is happened. not the best car you were looking for. for yeah. uh, celebration happened. We got a, Bunch of things were shown there, some only to uh, those who attended Celebration. But we got our Ahsoka trailer. We got an, a huge announcement about what is happening going forward with Star Wars, both on streaming and in mm. theaters. Uh, and then uh, we've got uh, The Mandalorian winding down its third season. So we're going to go through that. And that's why Jeremy is here to talk with us, because who better to talk Star Wars with them, about the fragility the that king, is Star Wars. Then the king of Star Wars. Why, thank you, Jeremy Martin. So, um, right off the bat, that Ahsoka trailer. Your opinion, my lord. You have the floor. I I think the Ahsoka trailer hit everything. I think it looks amazing. It kind of was the uh, like that sense of awe at the first Mandalorian trailer. Yes. Ever. So, I mean, with that being said, you know, there was just there was just so much in that trailer. And a lot well, a lot addressing to I mean, I think at the end of the day it's also uh addressing and and appeasing the fans who were so who loved Rebels, right? Rebels is a very big part of uh, the connective tissue here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing. It's and it's and, kind and, of and again, bring you said bringing threads of so many different things together, yeah. which see, which has always been Filoni's like jam. Yeah. Well, and that's what he's done with the Mandalorian, and that's what he's trying to do now with Ahsoka. You know, connect the prequel trilogy to the sequel trilogy, and have it kind of make sense. And and do what he likes to do, which is canonize stuff from. You but know, I EU legend stuff. But you know? I did also t- like bring I, it, bring it like, oh, hey, I can redo that story and tweak it, or I can bring those characters or those elements in here. And now we're, you know, that is another thing that appeals to the longtime fans. It's like, oh, he's honoring the lore. He's, you know, he's bringing, you know, he's canonizing the stuff. That but there's something wanted. really reactionary at the same time, and I told you this, Miguel, which is that uh, Star Wars is in a fragile state. I feel. Yes, there's some good things going on. But um, it's in a, kind they of in a fresh. Ahsoka. 
Uh, they, they have, have they have to hit. Um, the fans are kind of disjointed. Um, uh, there's some who are happy about Man- Mandalorian season three, some who are kind of lukewarm, some that are just not happy at all. There are a lot of people not happy, uh, even the, the on the corporate level, that there haven't been any movies, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Filoni but, serves and, and, as yes, a fix-it guy. And, okay, and, but we're talking about Ahsoka. We'll right. get to that. Yeah, but I'm, but I just, I'm just saying... Filoni's purpose here yes, is as I said as I said well there were like, like I, I told what, what what did I say that I said if and like Filoni was in the audience when like someone said something and I, I, I had a joke it was kind of like he, he just like oh this is just more work for me now isn't this <laughs> <laughs> I forget what, what it was we said they were watching it was something recent too and it was like there was some line I was going like oh god he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do something about that too it was like oh and like Favreau's next I'm going you alright you alright Dave <laughs> yeah no I just yeah. I'm just uh, take a breath take a breath <laughs> Uh, I, had a big, I haven't been I, able to take off this I, hat I, in, five, I, in, in six years. I had a, I had a, I had a two week thing I was going to do, but I guess not now. <laughs> but uh, you're, yeah, there's so much that it has is you know that was a chock full um, first look at something, and um, if you could name three things that stuck out in that trailer for you that you were like, yes, get, give me more of that, or I cannot wait to see that top three, top three things. For me, for me, mm-hmm. all right. Well, the world between worlds, mm-hmm. for one, because I insist she is fighting Balon in the world between worlds. That, and uh, wow, the, I hadn't thought yeah, about that. Uh, what brings her to say heir to the Empire and the uh, the droid at the end? Thrawn. Oh, the the droid, which we were talking about, the yeah. uh, uh, played by you know, voice David originally Tennant. by David Tennant. See, but Thrawn was not in the trailer. Yeah, just the back of his head. <laughs> and yeah, we know. Right? Yeah, and yeah, we know at this point. So those, those those three. Why 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 those three things in particular? Let's start with the why 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 did the why the appearance of the droid? Why that little shout out for you there? Because I thought that droid was awesome. Okay, and, and his his presence in the trailer signifies a. A, a larger role in the story and the lines that he says it's time to start again mm. you know what is that allu- is that alluding to younglings is that alluding to new lightsabers more Jedi what's that alluding to so Ooh. That, that to me is is, is kind of overlooked like it's like oh okay. David Tennant back to do the voice yay and it's like okay but what's it about why is that droid there yeah. why why him well, one of you brought up about like uh, one of the sabers, the uh, lightsabers that uh, one of the the two orange new characters, yeah, the orange lightsaber. You know, yeah. it has a connection to Kanan. maybe, 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 maybe Kane and Jarrus. Well, I'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, and okay, so you said uh, you said the droid, you said uh, world between worlds, right? That was your first one, and then what was your second? The, the actual words, heir to the empire, and heir to the okay, so heir to the empire. Why did why does that 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 prick your ears up because because those books mean so much Mm. to anybody who read them when they came out Uh, it was a new beginning for star wars when that came out it's the real sequel trilogy right 
Yes, and you know it, it introduces Thrawn. It got the you know it got the ball rolling for like over close just, to thirty years of Thrawn. It's yeah, all they, the other stuff. That it's 30, in those 30, books. 30 years of but it, the kicking off point for thirty years of of that continuity. By that the way, we all grew up with you know like again a go, close a good three decades worth of material. I yeah. got a bone. I got a bone. Like, to I pick. mean, it, it introduced so many new concepts that were. It just it brought life back to the Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like for so long, we had just like tabletop games and source books and shit like that. Yeah. So X, and it, the, the X-Wing and TIE Fighter games. Right. Yeah. What if somebody. You get, you get those books and you get like creatures that cancel the force. And it's like, what the hell? That's fucking awesome. Right. You, the you, Darth- get, you got Mara Jade. You got clones. You got Mountain. You got all this crap. It was just, it was unbelievable. Okay, it's, I, I need to ask you this, Jer. All right, predictions, right? You know, like, I, and I was just telling Miguel last night, um, I, I, unlike, I, like, look, I understand that the, um, the Air of the Empire trilogy, no, no, novelization trilogy by Timothy Zahn, um, those were big deals. I read them. I was very kind of lukewarm on a lot of the stuff. Um, however, I like the fact that they're pulling stuff from the extended universe, right? Are we going to see a Mara Jade? Are we going to see Joris uh, Sabath? You know, um, what are some of your predictions um, that we're going to see in Ahsoka, or, or, or as far as the connections with the show and with the with the novels, if any? It's going to be a very loosely adapted. Scene. Say that it's, again. The point of is more to connect. connect connect Thrawn to the first order. That's, that's the main, that's the main point. I think we might get married Jade. I don't know if we'll get mad Jedi. I, we're definitely not going to get a clone of Luke. 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 <laughs> that's just not going to happen. We might get the force canceling animals. That would be cool. I, the not the 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 Nogri or I forget what I the pronunciation the Nagri or whatever that um, I have no idea. I forget. Right, but they were the alien race that Vader had like subjugated, and they became like this this loyal like assassins like uh, yeah. race for him. And that happened a whole thing where that that's why like they were loyal to him, and then they they were like animalistic, and they smelled his genes on Luke and Leia. And that's why they wouldn't like mess with them. Yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of stuff that you could mine from, from, from that. Absolutely. Um, but I don't, it, it's not going to be anything close to a literal adaptation. Like you said, it's because the be end point very, has to be different. Loose. Yeah. The end point has to be different. You know, we, like you said, we're, we're doing a, how can we bridge the gap between the years of, you know, Jedi to force awakens. Right. And they have, you know, they obviously have settled on Thrawn as, you know, that character with some behind the scenes stuff happening, maybe with Palpatine, but that's more Mando related later on. Um, what is what we you and I have gone back and forth about, like theorizing right now. What are you thinking of, of Balon and his apprentice are? What do you think they're from? Or I what's their think deal? they are from outside of the civilized galaxy. Mm hmm. Whether that is, you know, they're the not third sect of the Force user, you know, Jedi, Sith, and them, mm-hmm. and they split off, you know, in the other guy's movie, Mangold's movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and that's what they are. 
or something else. But I, I don't think they are any kind of Sith, anything like that. Probably, you know, uh, like, I do think that there's a possibility that in following some loose threads of, like, Heir to the Empire, you could you could canonize the outbound flight. You could even canonize Joris of both. You just don't have them. Um, as far as I was aware, the outbound flight is canonized. The what? Outbound, well, that's how they get Joris of both, Ed, Ed, because Ed doesn't, he's not fond of the, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the Thrawn trilogy. In the Thrawn trilogy, basically, the, how they get to just Joris of both is they say, well, there was to explore the further reaches of the unknown regions, you know, go into the uncharted areas of the galaxy. There was this mission called Outbound, the New Republic had. Apparently, Palpatine did something to, to it, um, and... Uh, well, he sabotaged it. He sabotaged it. George Saboth was the most high-ranking Jedi that was on. It was like, what, like 12 or 13 Jedis and a bunch of, like, scientists and nonsense, yeah. stuff like that. And apparently, after he, the original George Saboth died, Palpatine collected his cells or whatever, and, you know, he's the one who created, you know, Saboth for what exact reasons, but it was part of his cloning whatever nonsense. Well, yeah, it was to, cl- it was to clone a Force user and to see if they could still use the Force. That yeah. Oh, okay. Sick. Right. 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 And right? He- so, so there is a thread there where you could have Saboth in it because that's what leads to Palpatine being able to clone himself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, like you know, the, there there is stuff that they could they could canonize that in like a big way. Um yeah. I have t- like I said, I've told you. But I, I but I I could have sworn that the outbound story is canonized as part of that. Uh, some of the books or something, new comics initiative. Some of the newer books about the High Republic. Okay, okay, cool. cool. Then, then like cool. I, like I seem to remember there being something being called Outbound Station, which was like the furthest outpost of you know the Jedi. And again, so like you know, you could have those elements take part. Now, I am I'm in agreement with you. I would much prefer if this were something from the quote unquote unknown regions of Star Wars. You know. Absolutely. And really dig into the lore, as you said, go go as far back as what the Mangold film might be, where, you know, we're talking about the beginnings of the Jedi and the, maybe the split, and make them something where it's like, in the make lore... something unique. Yeah, in the lore, we have this big chunk of the galaxy that's like, well, there was a huge war a long, long time ago using, like, force weapons, possibly, and it messed up the hyper, you know, the hyper lanes. And that's why there are these areas that just no one goes to. And... Yeah. Make them something like that, where it's just like we have a completely different history, a completely different arc history struggles. We have our own rising and falling empires and different democracies that happened in our, and now we're having our first contact with you guys. I think that would be very interesting. There's going to be a lot of um, really retooling of things because look, Master Luke, I'm telling you, Hamill is going to return. Hamill, they're going to have to do a lot more barfing with Hamill. Hey, dare I say uh, uh, Harrison Ford, even, you know, and... Uh, I don't know, again, recreate. I don't know, but in, the, this show, but in this show in particular, I don't know about that. I don't want any of them. Yeah, but you can't, but already, because the words heir to the empire were dropped, you know, this, they're going to have to, they're basically inserting the, you know, heir to the empire, Dark Force Rising and The Last Command, like those three, they're going to have to sort of uh, collapse them a bit and but, but just sort here's of the other thing. sprinkle they, them into this. But that's why I say it's going to be really loose adaption. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't really absolutely. touch on any of the Han and Leia stuff. Why because not? Because there's already Kylo and his stories being told in comics. So they they can't do anything with that. It wouldn't it wouldn't fit. It would be kind of dumb. They, they I don't find know. Some and, way. and the timeline might not line up on top of that. And you know the other part about that is that they I don't think it's as big of a problem to cr- to smush that because this isn't a two hour movie. Mm. It's a going to be an eight yeah. episode, yeah, yeah, however yeah. long you know thing. They you you know they could touch on a lot of elements from those from those from those three books. Now, without a doubt. They, they, you know, this whole thing with celebration that happened with the Ahsoka trailer releasing at the same, it, it this trailer also definitely is like part of the marketing blitz mm. and a superb marketing blitz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this trailer got everyone excited. It's the first thing that they sort of released. Um, Ahsoka is a character that has grown in her popularity, and they're you it's know, won a lot of like haters like you know like yeah, I, it's I one, didn't it's like him of, you didn't like him you know when he was it, first they, created they, they, they you know she well, went yeah Jeremy well, she's the single most important Star Wars character at this point outside of the movies yeah yeah but once again you know again and, when, and when, this, when she first appeared right now and the movie that's going to be out is going to solidify her as probably as a, the single most important character. a very important linchpin character that up until that only the hardcore kind of only knew about mm-hmm. just a few years ago yeah but i mean like and i now, said Miguel before she is the living embodiment of the light side of the force like that can't be ignored. That can't be glossed over. <laughs> well, I it's mean, you, no, no, have you noticed? I mean, we do see Lothal. We see the Lothal cats. I mean, they have oh, shown. Yeah. They have shown those the space whales, right? Yeah, this one. Um, I want to say that, I, I, and I want to actually say that that owl creature that represents the, the 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 sister. I believe that they did show that in the Mando episode where where Ahsoka first appeared, Jeremy. But if she's so yeah, great, I believe so. But if she's so great, why did she fall in love with the dark Sith Lord Cory Booker? <laughs> All right, okay, that's your monkey wrench. <laughs> monkey wrenches. Okay. Anyway, um, um yeah, I guess look, I, 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 hey, I, I, all I'm saying is like, you know, being excited to see Ezra Bridger at some point. You know, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty certain that. Whatever the last episode uh, of of, of first season, oh, okay, you know we get Ezra Bridger, you know, or uh, or the actor who played, or or, or, who, or sooner again, like like the, the truth is, I think he's going to show up halfway through the season. We don't like this is a again this was a teaser trailer. We don't know how much material we've been shown. But if it's, Miguel, you know, the first you, couple episodes only. Miguel had this awesome, okay. awesome prediction. My awesome okay. prediction was I don't remember. Um, awesome yeah, prediction. well, you you do. <laughs> it, it basically was. Uh, what if we get uh, Keenan Jarrus played by Freddie Prince Jr. himself? Okay. okay. You know, I hear, me, hear me out, Jeremy. Hear this me is out. an awesome. Hear me out, Jeremy. Just hear me out. Okay. That would this, be pretty cool. And this links up to, okay, peep, some people have, the, what they've noticed about Balon's character, uh, his apprentice character, is that she has a braid like a Padawan. Mm-hmm. And some people are saying, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but they're saying, hey, her lightsaber looks a lot like Kanan Jarrus's lightsaber, right? Uh, And the last time that that was shown, it was in the possession of the Empire in Thrawn's hands. When? After he dies. After that explosion and stuff, um, first the governor, female governor character has it. She collected it after his death. 
And then she gives it to Thrawn and Thrawn has it in his collection. And he likes one of those, like, I must study it and look at it to, you know, know my enemy, blah, 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 bullshit. Um, canonically, I'm saying they're saying that the last person that had it was Thrawn. Could it be this is like he discovers these characters, perhaps she does the same thing to the crystal in Kanan's lightsaber to make it bleed? Regardless, my point is simply this. Kanan's death is so amazing. It's such a great thing and should be an important psychological like hang up for a lot of Rebels characters, especially mm. the ones that were there, Hera yeah. and Ezra. I would love them to get Freddie Prince Jr., get him into a Jedi robe, get him into put the put the contacts and make him look blind and flashback. and give me that flashback, but do it live action. You yeah, have to. I'd be down for that. You'd have to because it's like you know. Um, look, even as a Force ghost, Hera, Hera, Hera gave birth to the kid. The kid at this point is going to be like. Well, we saw him that he was a toddler. Yeah, kind right. Of like so when, at this point, he's what like seven or whatever yeah he's got to be closing in on like almost 10 years old yeah 10 years old right you know so it's like there has to be you don't tell that you don't not tell that story and I think and I think it would fit also to give more for people who didn't watch Rebels if you have like a lot some flashback of Hera thinking about Kanan and Jarrus and showing their love and showing them in live action I think it'll I think it'll hit harder Mm. because there's you know again Thrawn is coming back. These characters have a history with them. They want revenge. They want they want to get him, right? They have they they are emotionally invested in taking down Thrawn and seeing, you know, bringing back Ezra, you know, all the rest of that. And stuff. by the way, a master stroke for 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 the creators and the producers to actually cast Lars Mickelson um as Thrawn, you know. So, uh, you were like you were like yeah, he looked kind of sickly at celebration. <laughs> so, um on, you know, after the Ahsoka trailer basically, you know, blew everyone's socks off and got people, you know, appetite wet, there was a string of their announcements of, you know, trailers and other projects that they said, and the big sort of like reshuffling or like reorganization of, of the Star Wars franchise to go along this timeline. And we're starting all the way back to the formation of the Force, all the way into post uh, Rise of Skywalker and what they're calling sort of the Jedi New Order phase, I guess. Yeah, uh, we are. Your 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 take on uh, on the fact that they're doing that. You already got his take. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The fact that they're doing what? They're like, let's follow. Let's follow Mary Sue, who can do whatever she wants. Oh, whatever. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hashtag triggered. Here we go. <laughs> hey, seriously, though, come on. <laughs> um, look, I think, in all honesty, um. I think that this is I think this is what the franchise as a whole needs that organization and it helps into some of the it touches on some of the things that we were talking about with the Ahsoka trailer not to go back to it which is like we said go into the lore mind the lore for things mind the lore for things outside of just the battle between the Sith and the Jedi yeah and I'm fine with that so long as Ahsoka has to introduce some sort of villain or enemy or whatever you want to call it that can beat her ass. Ahsoka's? Ahsoka's ass? <laughs> no, not Ahsoka. Ray's ass. Okay, all right. Well, as I said, maybe, like I said, I. that's why I'm hoping that the Balin character and his apprentice represent something different, not Sith. 
and introduce them in Ahsoka. And then, as you said, have that in the, you know, okay, this is the, the you know, Thrawn was thwarted. We know what how the stuff with Palpatine played out. But now this threat that's been that was introduced years ago in their timeline is now more in flowering, more in bloom. And this is the new antagonistic threat that, you know, will serve Star Wars, you know, into the coming future. Um, well, see, I haven't read the new Thrawn books, so I don't know if they reintroduced into canon the fact that uh, he came to the Empire to try and garner support for a threat that was facing the Chiss ascendancy. Right, yes, and that's... Uh... I uh, the grizzle. It's a weird. It's a weird effing name, right? It's like the Grand Jack Vac or whatever. Yeah, the Graz and whatever. Yeah, and and then there's the uh, you know from the old EU. There's the 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 the, the Vong, right? They were called like they were dumb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like a similar thing again. Out something a big huge outside threat that's you know not just the Empire. It they represent something else, um, and you know now they have this timeline that they're playing with and they're. There, we're getting a closer focus, I think, on things that were maybe a little more opaque in terms of how canon they were, or maybe even just opaque in the the franchise, even beyond the Disney, you know, purchase. Just like we don't know about the exactness of this force war that took place with the Rakatans, right? We don't know exactly about how the the the, the split became between you know Jedi and Sith and so on and so forth, and. Having this timeline, I think, helps with that, you know, across whether it's streaming, games, comics, books, and movies. Well, so long as they have, like, an actual outline of how they want to connect them. But, it, but it's also interesting because, I mean, you look, Jerry, you bring up, you know, the world between worlds, right? You know, uh, are we getting into multiverse what if territory for star wars for again everything is always leading up to like oh it's marketing right you know how can we push more products how can we create more more content and right now it's like okay you've got uh one timeline which is um uh 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 so ahsoka takes place um we're now eight years after jedi after jedi Mm -hmm. right you know you also have the stuff that's gonna that's gonna occur once they start producing the the, the Ray trilogy, you know, the, or or some of the newer but that movies. That takes place much. That's that, much that's further much down, further down, much down, the further down the line. They're also doing the Old Republic stuff, right? That, and that's what I'm right. saying. That all of this is becoming more in focus. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. getting a better. What was opaque mm. is going to get more definition yeah. about what was it like. What were the you know who are the characters? What are the players? How did these things play out? Some of it is really opaque. Like I said, mm. if you want to do like. The Rakatan, you know, empire and what they did, you're going way, way back, but you can almost do anything because we don't really know anything mm, yeah. about that period. In See, Star but one of, the, one of the rumors about Ahsoka was that she uses the world to go and look at different timelines. Which would be cool. Okay. I would be cool beans with. And I'd be cool. And I'd be cool with that. So long as she doesn't actually change anything. I think what it's going to be is the results she's going to see different paths that events could have taken or will take result would have actually been worse. So, or she will gain a sacred timeline kind. Right. Or she'll get information that will be important. Like it won't matter. Like in it, it's not about changing. It's that this has given me an insight on something. 
Yes. I now know maybe a secret of this character that I wouldn't have learned otherwise or a motivation or, or whatever, or this was the plan all along, I guess. And now I know it, you know, now I can. She's going to learn that things had to have happened the way they did. Which I, you know, I know this is a sore point, but I think this gets into the whole post, uh, again, post Rise of Skywalker uh, uh, continuity and timeline. To a degree, that's kind of what Disney is saying. And it looks like they've got the right guy, I think, you know, in Filoni to do this because this is kind of, he's been here before. This is not his first rodeo. The prequels were in no way well-received when they first showed up on the stage, and it took them close to 20 years oh, yeah. to get whatever bona fides from the fans that, they, that they're getting. You know, Jar Jar Binks wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, right? Yes, he was. Okay. Yes, he was. Now, I know this rubs you the wrong way, but guess what? This is the plan that Filoni and, and Disney... And Lucasfilm have now with the sequel trilogy, they are going well, yeah, to have to do it there. They, and I, so I, therefore there's not going to be any, any fantasies of, of a thousand different nerd rage, YouTube pages or, or whatever about, Oh, you know, every single, I'm going to, I have to get this off my chest, Jeremy. I have to get this I, off my I chest. Understand, I understand that. I, I got to get this I off my chest. They have to do it. I just, I disagree. All right. I just got to get this off my chest. Here's the thing. The second and it surprised the hell out of me that we had that information. It was like the Ahsoka trailer dropped. It was like, okay, yay, Ahsoka trailer. And I told you, me and Ed were literally the day before talking about this. And I was like, look, they're going to bring back Ray. They're going to do something to bring those fans back into the fold. And they will make new movies with her. And lo and behold, I literally know. the next day it happened. Now, I know. This, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So are you saying you're a prophet? I'm not saying I'm like the Messiah. But just I'm one a, of them. Well, I'm a messiah. I, I was included in that conversation, so <laughs> I'm a precog. You're a precog too. <laughs> but like, um, look, they are they are saying, look, this is what this is where it is. You can take it or leave it. We are going to get into the business of trying to make silk purses out of sow's ear, and that's what Filoni did with the prequels. Remember. Slowly but surely, he said, how can I how can I turn this around and make this? You know, there are a lot of people who will say, like, look, I didn't feel anything about these characters relationships in the movies. But what they did in the Clone Wars, you know, animated show was what I wanted to get out of that. And that was, again, that was like a decade's worth of Filoni. (laughs) You know, how can I how can I change? How can I make this have resonance and meaning? Up to well, an it was, inc- how, it was how, how can I fix it? Well, again, how can I go? What, what can make this work the way I think it should work? Well, and he's that's what they're doing because they, I think that they are going to um, have a few years worth of this sort of like Avengers buildup of his Mando verse, you know, culmination film or films. I'm still kind of like iffy on if it's only going to be one film that culminates from these series or it's going to be a his own little trilogy, regardless. I think it'll be two. That's what I think. It seems like a lot to like I, only ca- like wrap up in like a two, two and a half hour movie. I me. mentioned it last night to you, uh, like in the conversation, like, you know, the, um, for the higher ups, like Bob Iger, you know, like the, the Disney, just Disney proper, the larger parent company, um, things are not 
as well as it seems, you know, and they're like, they, they're just sort but of. But that's entertainment across the board, Ed. Well, yeah, Theaters but. Are t- still have a hit from, from COVID. Granted, granted, Bob Iger just had, and granted, like, I'm, I'm just covering the business side of it, right, you know. Bob Iger just had his first um, uh, board meeting in a long time since coming back, right? And they have to make things profitable again, you know. Um, there's been constant, you know, rumors and, and crazy fans were just going, yeah, we got to get Kathleen Kennedy out of here. You know, things are just, we haven't had like, like there plenty of fans are just like, we haven't seen a movie in a while. Right. We haven't gotten a movie, you know, and the boards are, the boards are moving again. Um, and here they're, 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 they've, the pressure's on and guys like Filoni, I'm pretty certain that he's getting the, 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 the notes, Right. Pump out more, th- pump out more content. Do it cheaply. Be more effective, and be and bring the fans back. You know, yeah. Because things are more fractured a, 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 as it's ever. Well, been, again, know? and that's why I wanted to talk. What I can, I have to get this off my chest. See, but I, but, but I think with Disney, it's not necessarily the Star Wars side of it. It's more the parks and the MCU. Yes, that's a part of it too. I'm sorry, Miguel wants to get well, it. But off yeah, uh, well, what getting into here is you have to also remember that this is more. This is larger, like you said, Disney, the parent company. It's a larger thing than whatever sure, issues absolutely. Star Wars has. As big as 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 much as we, you and I think. Oh my God! So believe me, What's they're in the Star Wars business. They're in the Marvels mm-hmm. business, but they're also in all their Disney properties business mm-hmm. as well. And that issues with why he was brought back have a lot more to do with the guy who was in control and what he was doing with the parks and nickel and diming that and all those issues and how exactly. they get, and how they kind of tripped into the culture wars That's with the too. whole thing with DeSantis. So it's a, there are a lot of issues that have nothing to do with whatever Kathleen Kennedy's, you know, uh, you know, has or has not produced for them. Now, one of the things about this split with the fandom is this outrage industrial is this outrage industrial complex. And I got to talk about this. <laughs> no, no, it's true. Okay, look. If Kathleen Kennedy was fired tomorrow, everyone who is, you know, oh, we got, they, they'd wave it like a bloody flag. And you know what it would be? I, I would laugh because be like, yeah, woman in her 70s retires. That's <laughs> the story. It's not she yeah. was booted out. She's done, you know. It's two is... Every guy who's gnashing his teeth and ripping his clothes about them making Ray movies, I got some news for y'all. You fucking love that they brought Ray back. You want to know why? You want to know why those guys love that they brought Ray back? Ray's going to pay their mortgage, Jeremy. Ray's going to pay their mortgage because all they're going to do is get another six or seven years of this is the end of Star Wars or I hate Star Wars or this is why Star Wars sucks. And they're going to be, you know, little kings of make little kings of little social media empires that, you know, they whose only oxygen is is, is all about (laughs) outrage. Yeah. And, um, you know, and there's and there's something about that that I'm sorry, Jeremy, please, the fuck out of me when they had that announcement <laughs> you know because because like this is you not feel, you feel better now you got this, that off your chest this is because it's not like it's not like again i was gobsmacked as anyone was kind of like are oh daisy ridley like the, the thing i was talking about yesterday about like they're doing it wow okay and 
all of this stuff kind of like, look, look at, we're now going to get into the Mandalorian here and then finish up with you, Jeremy. This last episode of the Mandalorian is like Star Wars marketing 101, which I think you had your issues. So we're going to talk about the Mandalorian now. Okay. And its connections to everything. It's Ahsoka, Thrawn, the, you know, going forward, so on and so forth, the, the, you know, linking to the prequel, uh, the sequel trilogy. A lot of people have voiced some, some opinions about this season of Mando. Now, Jeremy, I think you echo a lot of the criticisms for this season. And as much as a lot of people like this episode, you yourself was a little lukewarm on it. So the season in general and this episode in particular. The floor is yours. <laughs> I don't want the floor. <laughs> I want the ceiling. <laughs> I, I know that people are going to go all gaga over Gideon and black Beskar armor and the horns on his head. I thought it was dumb. I thought it was stupid to have Mandalorian super commandos and not call them super commandos. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was weird. Like everybody's going like, hey, we got fancy stormtroopers. Ooh, look, it's jump troopers. I'm like, what the fuck? These are the Mandalorian fucking super commander. Where the fuck is Fenrau? <laughs> Deep cutting it. But, you know, she's tasked with reuniting all of them, and all she does is go to the night house. What the fuck is that? Why? How many other clans are there? Where's where's, where's the rest? All the other great houses. So do you, do you unite the night owls with Mandalorian sect? And you think you're going to go, hey, let's go retake Mandalore. I, what the hell is that? Jeremy would be that one lone Mandalorian who is just like, no, I'm not going. No, I'm not retaking. I would retake. be that one Mandalorian in the back of the troop yeah. who, when they got led into the tunnel, stood there and went, yo, this is an empire portal. This might be a fucking trap, dudes. Let's hold on a second and get them to no, come No, wait, back hold out. on. I, I'm, I'm feeling shut. Shut, shut up and drag Grogu. Yo, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's like it didn't, like I, like I was watching it. I was like, all right, this is cool. And it's like, okay, so the ground is erupting in front of your, in front of your sailing boat thing. Let's just keep going towards it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Wait, so, wait, I'm not understanding what is the objection with uh, Gideon's, uh, the horns on his helmet. It's like, what's that about? I think if I, if I. It's I, fucking I, stupid. Why? I will say, I told you though. What did I say? I said. The there connection was a, to the armor. No, I said, there's this shot of Giancarlo in his armor flying off like the rocketeer. And I was like, we have, we've crossed over into cartoon territory. It's stupid. From the get-go, we, we, we felt no, that. No, there was a... This hey, is the most anime. I said okay, this I'm about just, the season. Wait, wait, wait. Let's remember first season of Mando. First season of Mando, we have dead Jawas being evaporated in front of our eyes. It's rough. Now yeah. it's baby in mech suit. Yeah. You know, playing yeah. peacemaker. And I said this no, like from no, the get-go no, from no, the beginning no, of the season. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on! It's it's not that this okay, Jeremy. I don't again. I don't want to put words in okay, your mouth. Okay, so and like that, like that whole thing with Gro okay. So Grogu gets a mech suit and he automat and he just forgets that he's got the force. He sees his adopted father getting like right and doesn't like blow like, crap. You know, ten, ten, ten super commandos. Let's be sure about this. <laughs> Right? And he just stands there and doesn't do anything? Jeremy... He doesn't, like, rip the door open and go after him? Come, what the fuck? May I remind you that him, that Din Djarin and Cara Dune were having an arm wrestling match once, and he nearly choked a, ch a chick out just for that. 
That's what I'm saying. And it, yet, it made, not, like none of that episode made any fucking sense. There are these are there are some issues with the and you know here's the funny part is Jeremy, this is my favorite episode of the season. And yet I'm and I'm with you with there's a lot of head scratching stuff along with anything that I thought was good. And a big part of it just comes down to like. Even if I thought that this was a good episode, I've told that before, everything was so drawn out. There's all these side missions that didn't seem to amount to much. And the writing anything and the writing level on so many of them just honestly felt like a Saturday morning cartoon rather than yeah and that is that is the issue with thing. like in, 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 in like, let's, I, let's dedicate an entire episode to Dr. Pershing getting his brain melted well look who cares I, I said you know I was telling you Miguel that you know uh, maybe it has something to do with you know we're getting different flavors from different directors um, this is nine episodes meanwhile they could have just like anything streaming nowadays sometimes you go just get to the point right you know uh, we don't need the uh, these 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 weird side, s- missions. Weird side missions. But I think I, I not that they're the okay, worst. Jeremy, thing, not that they're, they're Jeremy, the worst things y- in the hear world. Hear me out on this. I think the Pershing material could have worked, but there didn't need to be a solid fifty-minute episode yeah. about it. No, that's but that's I agree with you. Like they like could that, have sprinkled- whole story could have been shortened. And or told sp- throughout the season. Yes, exactly. You could you could have added the Shadow Council in the beginning of the season. You could have had more Captain Tabor, and you could have had more of, of what's his name from Rebels. No, I didn't mind the side mission where you know where Lizzo and Jack and Jack Black, their Majesties are are giving in order in order for me to give you this, you got to do this. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, Christopher yeah, Lloyd. I don't I, don't, I don't. I didn't. I don't mind that. I don't care about the guest starring things. That's actually cool. I expect that. I want that out of this type of show. Right. The problem with that episode for me does come down with the like again it was already a drawn out season and then you're getting another episode that's like this feels like filler and then it is the most cartoony mm-hmm. it's the most like this is straight animated this is this is first season this is first season Clone Wars and let's remember Clone Wars wasn't great in its first season <laughs> it wasn't right and this had that level of writing and the kind of characterization and you're just kind of like and again because it's like we start the episode with, hey, we're going to meet more Mandalorians. Cool. I'm down. Let's do that. You're going to have to wait about 45 minutes and yeah. deal with this like really cartoony character that Jack Black is doing. Now, I do like the ascent of Bo-Katan. I like that uh, That this is – and somehow you you have an objection to this. Like, the Mandalorian – is I don't have not a, necessarily I, about Diddy I don't Jarn. have a problem with that. I, but my, again, it is get this drawn out sort of stuff where, think about it, Ed. And Jeremy, I think you're in total 100 weird because you talked about the whole mech suit Grogu thing. Any development for Din Djarin in this series could have happened easily if we just didn't have Grogu. If we didn't spend any time on Grogu's cuteness, they could do something with him. Well... But instead, marketing, we gotta marketing, sell exactly. And we get back to the, you know, almost the, the original sin of like the book of Boba Fett and that the two best episodes of that show were the Mando episodes. But they're also Young bad because they instead of keeping Grogu off the board, I am not one of these people who think that you don't have Grogu. All right. Have Grogu. Have it as part of the show. But you could have let him stay fallow for a season or two. 
He didn't have to bring him back immediately. Have him be off the board. He's with Luke. He's training with Luke, yada, yada. And then instead of, you know, now it's like, I get that he's a Mandalorian foundling, but Jeremy, seriously, before it was like, <laughs> let's protect Grogu at all parts. And now it's like, hey, let's put him in a mech suit with no armor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's so much head scratching going on. With the season, and as you said, with somehow, this somehow there's a need in it, like need to make Apollo Creed like you know, just give him a chance, just give him a chance. I, I they, they got to fix it. That's all I'm going to say. They got to fix what? The, the whole, the whole season, the whole series. And yet it had, and yet again, the episode did have good stuff. And I mean, you know, again, that Shadow Council scene. You've got. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I love a good death scene and. They, it was an info dump. Yeah, the, the, the Shadow Council scene had to, a little of that, but it was good to see that just their, the, what they were talking about and that it gave us information that we didn't have anymore. You know, like, like what's going on? What is the deal with the Imperial Remnants exactly? And this finally gave us like, oh, here's what's happening. Okay, they're not as disparate as we thought. Uh, but again, you know, they, they also, you know, they gave us like Paz Vizsla's death. That was pretty cool, pretty epic. And you know, and, and had those, and had has to has it has to be these the circuit father for the for the son. Oh yeah, oh Jeremy, we <laughs> called I called that Axe Wolves is gonna uh, is going to adopt Ragnar, <laughs> and there's gonna be some scene of like like this is how we bring the two sides together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this I knew your way. father. You know, this is the way your father taught me what it was really like to be a Mandalorian on that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He taught me taught me the way. I now will not. I will no longer remove my helmet. So some nonsense like that. Um, but yeah, I'm agree. Like I liked it. There's a lot to enjoy, but I really feel that that finale, which a lot of good is actually set up for it, but it's gotta blow you away. Yeah. And it can't just be an action fest. Like the- episode eight better be real damn good. And season four better blow the doors off. Do you think? Do you think we get cliffhanger? Do you think they cliffhanger? They ha- do you think they hand solo Mando, and he's still either in custody or off the board in some way? That's fitting until we see him. It's fitting in, in season four. You know, it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I'm, I'm, I seriously hope it leads up to uh, them basically saying that Bo-Katan has to go unite all the Mandalorians. Well, and okay. They- Here's a question for you, Jer. Right. So, and I kind of been, you know, just sort of back and forth with Miguel about this uh, as the season was sort of progressing. Um, the Mandalorians, right? I mean, there, as you go further into the lore, uh, into the New Order territory. Where are they? Where are they? Are they, are we, are we going to finally see an extinction of the Mandalorians? Are they going to go, you know what? We're all good. We, uh, hey, you know, Bo-Katan, you know, uh, uh, Mando's back and everything's all cool. We're just going to settle down in some moon and some somewhere in the outer rim, you know? Okay. You want, you want my, you want my thoughts on that? Go. The Shadow Council got introduced because it had to be. Mm-hmm. Because of the cloning Palpatine. Yes. Because setting up Thrawn, right? So now you have Gideon, who is Mandalorian enemy number one. Yes. So. Oh, he's a marked man. Gideon has to be taken off the board because he doesn't show up in the sequel trilogy. Good. So he's going to be taken out by the Mandalorians. Of course. He's a market. 
So that's going to be. But do the Mandalorians four. continue to survive as a people? Is what yes. I'm saying. Okay. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They rise up. Bo-Katan's going to unite all the clans instead of a hundred fucking people, <laughs> and they're going to lay waste to Gideon's little factional army. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I I agree with Jeremy. And so Gideon is removed from the board. Okay, I agree because right? I think that the I I I just I disagree with the premise where they say we didn't see Mandalorians, therefore mm. they're all dead, and we're like. We didn't see a lot of races in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, that no. doesn't mean they're entire. We didn't see any Ewoks. Right. Does that mean that the yeah. Ewok Endor is a burnt cinder right now? I, I'm not saying I'm against turning Endor into burnt cinder. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, those. But bas- it just seems those that because little furry the, Man- coming, the, the Mandalorians have always come off as a very mysterioso type of people. But also supposedly culture, impor- important if yeah. they're this badass warrior culture. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. they would be a backbone of the new Republic or whatever, but you know, you can, Ed, I can hand wave that away with all sorts of stuff. I can sure. say the Mandos were like, Hey, the new Republic looked like it's going down the drain. Anyway, yeah. we are all about strength. So we're yeah. cutting and ourselves had, off and from the galaxy. With the old Republic. So why would they have anything to do with the new Republic? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're I'm gonna, just, they're it, gonna it, all get united. They're going to kick Gideon's ass and they're going to, and they're going to, Repopulate Mandalore, and then the Mandalorian system will be off to the side. And then, yeah, Mandalorian system will be like we are so well protected, we don't have to care. Like, or their thinking will be, hey, we're so badass, we don't have to take a side against the New Order. We're just, you know, man, (laughs) Mandalore for Mandalorians. Well, look, make Mandalore great again. They're gonna stop caring if we're seeing. Screw you. uh, We're out. If we're seeing a return of Jedi or the return of a Jedi Order post. Rise of Skywalker. Do I think? Do Mandal- I think? Do I think that Yoda is going to do the Michael Jackson like beat it thing where he's where, where he where he stops both sides from fighting? Sure, I see more. We see more of that. Uh, here's what I think. I think that given how much Filoni and Disney has invested in the idea of the Mandalorians, yeah. um, Ray Ray is going to have a Mandalorian apprentice or someone, someone, some character in the. Sequel, sequel, tr- you know, f- series of films. Or lover. Will be a Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. And well, they're not going away. That's, that's Yeah, they're not. Sure. I don't think that they're going to, like, they've done, they, you know, they, they've done, and it will be super badass, and mm. we'll all be on pins and needles when we see that first trailer, and tearing it apart, and oh my God, what is that crest on that guy's side of his thing? Maybe, ooh, is this, or, the, or there'll be a whole, like, wait, wait. You know this this guy isn't very tall. <laughs> what if what if it's Grogu? What if Grogu's under that helmet? What if, what if Grogu grew up? What if what if Ray's gonna fuck and, Grogu? And old man Lando's gonna say, "Well, let's find out let's together." Let's find out together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, G, yeah, we'll have Gina Calrissian, and we'll be a whole you know. Don't you like my gate? <laughs> Lando was my. She's a woman, but she still sounds like Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Everyone sounds Lando talking was like my this grandfather. <laughs> New Bestman, everyone Savannah talks Gass like this. Does something now I've got to your go. Larynx. I've go. <laughs> uh, okay, Jeremy, thank you for joining for all this information that we had to parse through because it was a lot. Yeah, um, there's a lot there. Uh, and again, surprising because like I had even like forgotten that uh, celebration was happening. So this was all a nice surprise. Uh, I actually suggest any anybody who's a fan who hasn't watched it watch all the interviews that they have with all the cast. Um, we didn't even touch on the fact that, of course. You know, my favorite Star Wars thing uh, in a long time, uh, even above and beyond The Mandalorian, Andor, uh, you know, is prepping their season two. Good. You know, and uh, who knows? Maybe Yabba will be in the uh, season. Yabba will be in it. I must see Yabba. 
Where is Yabba? <laughs> that's my that's my Cassian Endor. Uh, all, right, all right, good for you. Good for you. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. I know you're a busy man as always. Uh, I'm, you know, I hope you, this helped you uh, uh, vent some stuff that you had to get off your chest about things. <laughs> a little bit. I, I don't want to ruin it for my kids. You know. You know. <laughs> They love it. They're like, oh my God, that was awesome. I'm like, oh. See, Jeremy's the drunk dad who does his drinking outside the house. (laughs) That's me. Yeah, I I saw him. Well, uh, hey, listen, don't don't trip over uh, yourself uh, when you... When you head back into the world uh, between worlds. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, hey, tell tell Qui-Gon, he still owes me five bucks, right? He owes you five bucks. You're getting (laughs) off easy. I never... (laughs) I don't recall <laughs> owing anyone five. five Jet, ladies and gentlemen, the king of Star Wars, Jeremy Martin. Never give him a hand. Thanks, Thank you for dropping by, guys. You have a good day, man. And love to you and Later, yours. Boys. I'm laughing at my own joke. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, the Fanboy Podcast. Thanks, Clark. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our various platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcast.